It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. We are here at Thanksgiving week, which, you know, if you're a Cowboys fan, this traditionally means short week, football on Thursday. Uh, you know, I have been watching football on thanksgiving since i've been alive you know as a cowboys fan so uh i've got many great stories about uh crazy things that have happened either going to cowboys games on thanksgiving or while at a a, a cowboys game on thanksgiving lots of strong and fond memories of this week so uh it's it's always such a beautiful marriage between family and football mm-hmm. and Cowboys this week, and I and I I always look forward to it. Yeah. So one of the things that and just a little quick story here before we get into this, but I, I, as a football fan, you know, rooting for the Cowboys for so many years, I have always wanted the Thanksgiving game to mean something. You know, my dad and I always used to joke, hey, as long as the Cowboys are in it on Thanksgiving, it makes the football season fun. And when Dak Prescott went down against the Giants in week five, you know, we kind of just threw that out the window. You thought, okay, this is going to be, you know, a rough couple months. We'll get through it. We'll prepare for 2021. Well, because the NFC East is so bad... So we now have a meaningful game on Thanksgiving, Landon. This is it, it's crazy. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. <laughs> it really is. We we have a strangely really important game uh, to talk about because again, yeah, we do. If the Cowboys win on Thanksgiving, going into the rest of the week, they will be atop of the NFC East, and with the Eagles playing Seattle on Monday Night Football. Uh, they've got a really hard schedule coming up. You would think that Dallas would hold that spot going into week 13. So let's go ahead and preview this huge NFC East uh, matchup. And let's start with the Cowboys offense, Landon. The last time we saw uh, Andy Dalton against the Washington football team, he wasn't very good. He actually got knocked out of that game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys have a little something something for Jonathan Bostick in this one. But uh, how do you think the Cowboys offense has changed since the last time they played Washington? Well, I mean, it just feels like this is a completely different team than, than the one they played Washington, right? Well, like, and the last... they didn't have Zach Martin in that. And I think yeah. that makes a huge, huge difference. 
Absolutely. And I think that, you know, just the last three games, the, the trajectory of this team has completely shifted from where we were going into that last Washington game. And, and I think, you know, you, you nailed it. Like having Zach Martin alone is is a huge boost uh, for this line. Uh, but I also think that, you know, just the kind of current configuration of the offensive line is the best that it's been, uh, you know, in, in a little while as well. I mean, I just think that, again, I still we still need to see some uh, tape on McGovern, but I, for, by my eyes, I thought he played really well. Uh, I, on, on just going to put this ahead. in there. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, he did not give up a uh, pressure or a hurry, graded out as the team's second-best offensive lineman on Sunday. There you go. And I think, you know, that's – I mean, again, I, I don't put full trust in offensive line grades for from PFF, but they, are, they, they at least look at every play. And, and, and I think that, you know, generally speaking, you can tell, like, whether or not a guy had a, a, a good, very good or very terrible game. And he certainly didn't have a very terrible sure. game. So I, I would say that uh, I, I could generally believe that. And I think that you go uh, look at the results, and I think that that kind of bears itself out, too. I mean, Dalton had a lot more time than he had previously. Now, a lot of it had to do... Uh, with who they were playing yesterday, and, and, and Minnesota doesn't exactly have uh, the pass rush that it had had, you know, previously no, no. with Danielle Hunter and, and, and Everson Griffin in his prime. Uh, but but I do think that you know it was a positive showing, uh, you know, with their ability to protect the football. So I, I I think that you know this is a different situation than it was going into this game uh, the last time Washington played. Now they still have that fearsome uh, group up front, and even with the improvements that the Cowboys have made along the offensive line, this is going to be a tall order to defend uh, uh, to stop these guys coming after Andy Dalton. Uh, so I, I do I do anticipate still a, a very uh, difficult uh, road ahead for the the Cowboys offense, uh, but I do think that they are much better equipped to attack this defense than they were uh, the last time this, these two teams played. Yeah, I would agree, especially if they can block it all on the edges, right? I, I try to remember who was playing left tackle. Was it Cam Irving in that game? Against Washington, I think so. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> or, or I think it was that was his first start, right? Or yeah, I think it, I think it might have been. And they had you know Terrence Steele at right tackle and Connor McGovern at right guard. Uh, so this is just because you have you know Zach Martin in there. Uh, it's just your whole side of your offensive line is better. Uh, what about you know Dalton specifically because he did not play well in that game. Do we expect a better Andy Dalton in this one? Yeah, I mean I I think that. You know, Andy Dalton played better last week, and I think that's more of an indicator of how he'll play. You know, next week than the last Washington game. I think you know he's he's got a little more familiarity with the team, a little bit more comfort level in operating with this group. Um, you know, I, I think with with man, the season is just kind of wound all together. Was that? Was Washington Andy Dalton's first start? I think no, Arizona was the the week before. Okay, that. so that was that so was they were coming was the off that Monday night game. Yeah, Remember, okay. so they had a Monday night game yeah. against Arizona, and then they played on the short week against Washington. And then he got knocked out early yep. in this game. That's what it was. Okay, so uh, yeah, I mean, I think you know he just a more experience in the offense. Whether it's even if it's just one more game, but one more game of of positive experience, you know, in this offense, uh, confidence in what you're doing. Uh, you know, I, and I think that at this point now, the Cowboys have an idea of what they're of what they've got in Andy Dalton and what kind of uh, team they have with Andy Dalton as their quarterback. So I, I think, you know, just a better knowledge of self 
if that if that if that makes any sense is something that is going to go a long way for this offense and frankly for our defense as well uh and i think that that you know hopefully will show you a a uh, a better equipped dalton to understand exactly what his role is in this offense hey i'm not being asked to be a superhero i'm being asked to make the throws that are in front of me you know and 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 i think a little bit more of playing within himself and trying to find a way to get rid of the ball quickly uh, i think it's certainly possible that we see a very different andy dalton than we saw last Uh, it's also worth mentioning that in that last game things just started off so poorly because again this is only like a month ago, but it feels like a year ago. But uh, the, the Cowboys on their first drive of the game, uh, they had a couple penalties and it turned into a safety, right? So they were down two nothing, and then they had to punt and and Washington scored a touchdown. So it was nine nothing, really before the game even got kicked off. Uh, and then you know Washington's offense really didn't do all that much the rest of the game. They only scored three points in the second half. Now the Cowboys' offense was absolutely atrocious. But when you had all those backup offensive linemen in there, you had to change quarterbacks. Uh, ben DiNucci came in. Uh, it, it, we just we I, I almost want to just completely throw out that game because it's just a, such a different team than what we saw. Um, I, I, I want to talk really quickly about the Cowboys, you know, skilled players in this one because. Dalton Schultz continues to improve. We're seeing more of CeeDee Lamb become a bigger part of the offense. Amari Cooper continues uh, to have a really under-the-radar season uh, with the Cowboys. Do you think they can do enough against this Washington secondary to put up 20, 24 points? Yeah, I mean, I think it's possible. I, I you know, it, there's just there's certainly still a lot of unknown there, right? Like, I mean, I, how is this newly kind of crafted offensive line going to hold up against the Washington defensive line? You know, how uh, how much is Chase Young going to absolutely crush Cam Irving? Uh, you know, how much how much resources, how much of, of, of Dalton Schultz over on his side helping double team blockers is going to be required? And, and, and how much more strain is that going to put on the remaining receivers out and route to win early in order to get uh, open for Dalton to get rid of the football? Because I think, you know, ultimately what what really was one of the things that is going to make the biggest difference is that I just feel like Dalton has got better rhythm with his wide receivers than he did at that, at that point, you know, whether it's just an extra week of, or two of practice or whatever it is. And, and he didn't get a lot more because if you remember, he got the concussion and then was in the COVID protocol. So it, it's not like he got a ton more work, but it does feel like they have kind of smoothed over some of the timing stuff or they're getting, they're getting better, you know, they're getting better at, at, at some of the timing stuff. And I think that that's going to be really important this week because of the pass rush you're facing, because they need their wider server wide receivers to get open early in routes so that Dalton can get rid of the ball early. So he's not, you know, putting on a whole bunch of pressure on his offensive line to try to block these four guys, uh, you know, for long periods mm-hmm. of time. So I think that if they, if there's any more rapport that's been developed between Dalton and the wide receivers, that's certainly going to help along these lines just in the way that if Dalton can get rid of the ball a little bit early, maybe get rid of the ball uh, before they break out of out of their uh, route, uh, that will at least help Dalton You know, not take as many hits, not put as much pressure on the offensive line to try to block in order to move the football. Uh, and, and, and then at least the Cowboys can find multiple ways to attack this Washington defense while uh, making them, you know, 
making them respect the short passing game, making them respect Ezekiel Elliott in the running game, uh, and also defending the deep part of the field. Because eventually, you know, the Cowboys will find ways, even with this defensive line, the Cowboys will find ways to take shots deep on, mm-hmm. this, on this secondary. Do you know how many receptions CeeDee Lamb had against Washington last time? I don't, actually. I think it was like four, right? Five? Zero. You know how many Michael Gallup... Wait, 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 what? I'm clearly confusing yeah. all these games at this point. CeeDee Lamb and zero? Michael Gallup combined for a whopping zero receiving yards last time they played Washington. Only only wow. Amari Cooper and Dalton Schultz hit double digits in uh, receiving yards. The Cowboys actually finished the game with 59 total passing yards to show you just how bad That's that right. game was. So <laughs> I've got... I've just blocked it out at this point. Yeah, That's how bad it is. I, I've got a feeling that we're going to see a much different passing offense. It's not going to be it's not going to be great. It's not going to be elite. It's not going to be like Patrick Mahomes out there. I think they can be competent, especially with better play in front of them. Uh, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Axon. Protecting my family is my number one priority, but I want to do it safely. The people at Taser believe the safer self-defense is better self-defense. Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices are small and lightweight enough to carry with you in your glove department or purse. Yet they're powerful enough to stop an attacker. Guns carry an unnecessary risk for you and those around you. And even pepper spray can harm you as much as an attacker. And it's also ineffective. Taser products are safer and easier to use. They use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds, allowing you time to escape and send emergency dispatch to your GPS location. Taser devices come loaded with features like laser-assisted targeting, emergency dispatch, which will respond, which will respond team to your GPS location upon firing. More than 237,000 lives have been saved with a Taser network of devices, apps, and personnel. Protect yourself and your family with Taser's line of sm- uh, smart self-defense products. Taser is available without a permit in most U.S. states. Get the Taser Pulse Plus or Taser Strike Like at taser.com with promo code NFL. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, Landon, let's talk about the Cowboys defense against this Washington offense. Um, I was looking at Alex Smith's numbers over the last two weeks. Uh, he's completed just one pass beyond 20 yards. This is really a, a dink and dunk offense with Alex Smith. Um, now, Terry McLaurin is still really good. He can make plays down the field. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Gibson went wild in the last time the Cowboys played him. 20 carries for 128 yards on a touchdown. But this offense shouldn't frighten us, right? 
No, I mean it's it certainly is the weaker part of the of the uh, of the team, and that's not a, the that's not, I'm not breaking news by saying that. Um, and I, I think that you know what we really need to make sure we don't get caught up into is is a defensive slugfest. You know, I, I think the Cowboys need to find a way to. Uh, get takeaways to uh, try to, you know, again, a lot like what they did with Minnesota, except I don't think that they, you know, Washington have the same kind of horses to uh, put up the kind of yardage and numbers that Minnesota did. They don't have uh, a cook. I mean, as good as get as good as he has been uh, for for them, he's not, he's not quite uh, uh, cook. And, and, you know, even when they, they, they use uh, uh, JD McKissick, They'll, they'll they'll bring him in for some uh, receiving Which stuff. Which is good they, at that they role. Have a, yep. Yeah, and I think they have a nice little set of of players that they of of backs that they like. They kind of do a couple of different things, which is you know really works out well for them. Um, you know, I think their offensive line has, has started playing a little bit better, and, and I think that that's helped a lot with uh, you know with with some of the run game stuff with them. Uh, but the Cowboys really need to, you know, continue to have good play up front if they're going to want to uh, win this game. Because I think if they could find a way to just stymie Alex Smith, uh, you know, get in his face, hit him, pressure him, um, and then you know, just, just try to find a way to slow the run game down enough that it's it makes them have to throw the ball to move it. Um, you know, Terry McLaurin is an incredible wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I think you know, Cowboys fans are going to be facing him for uh, a while, uh, you know, and it's it's going to be not fun. But uh, they don't have a ton outside of that at this point. If the Cowboys can figure out a way to make uh, Washington one-dimensional, maybe they can get up uh, a score or two. Uh, I, I don't think that I you know believe that Alex Smith and Terry McLaurin are enough to. Uh, uh, you know, completely destroy this 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 Dallas defense. Though we we've seen yeah. we've seen worse, you know. So, um, well, uh, I, so I, I, I want to add this in here really quickly. I, I watched actually a lot of the Washington game yesterday for whatever reason. Yeah, and I, I think Alex Smith is. It's a great story that he's come back and he's actually playing fairly well. He just can't move in the pocket right now. And, no. and if you get no. any kind of pressure on him, he just doesn't have, you know, when he was in his prime, he was pretty athletic and he could get outside the pocket and make plays. Right. That's what made him dangerous, right? Is that he would yeah. be accurate on short, on you know, short and intermediate routes. But on top of that, if he, if he didn't see it, he could get out and, and really make things happen with his legs. It, he's not really doing no. that as much anymore ob- for obvious right, reasons. Right. So if you can, this is probably the game to, to blitz him, right? Because if you can force him to throw the ball away or take sacks, I think you can have a lot of success. Now, Washington did move Morgan Moses over to left tackle this week, and it wasn't as bad as I thought. Uh, that's still a really unathletic left tackle. So maybe you could get, you know, maybe this is a game where Randy Gregory has a lot of success. And they're playing David Sharp on the right side, who was pretty awful in, in you know, Oakland. So the offensive line has their problems. I would think if the Cowboys can win up front, they should have, you know, they shouldn't have a ton of problems holding this offense to under 24 points, 21 yeah. points. They gotta find a way to stop the run, you know, because that's the way that this offense is gonna chug. If if they can keep, you know, you guessing, keep you off balance, 
that's going to open up windows for Alex Smith. And and again, Alex Smith is a lot like Kirk Cousins in the in the sense that if you give him wide open uh, windows, he'll throw to them. But if you get at him, he struggles to to fight the pressure. So uh, Cowboys have got to find a way to stop the run and then also to get after and hit Alex Smith. Because uh, otherwise, if, if they continue to play balanced mm-hmm. football and if the Cowboys continue to let them run the football successfully, uh, they will continue to call the plays that will keep this ga- uh, the defense guessing and will allow Alex win- Alex Smith to throw uh, wide open windows to wide receivers who you know normally maybe shouldn't be absolutely killing you. But because they get the extra you know, wide windows with the play action reaction from the defense, uh, uh, it, 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 it could be enough to just continually keep you off the field and continually keeping uh, points on the board. Yeah, talking about the uh, the Washington receivers, I would love for this just to be the game where Mike Nolan says, hey, you're not going to throw to Terry McLaurin. We're not going to let Terry yeah. McLaurin beat you. We're going to put our best corner over there. We're going to put a safety over there. Go ahead and throw to Cam Sims or Logan Thomas or you know anybody else. They you know Isaiah Wright, whoever they have, um, make make somebody else beat you in the passing game. And again, Alex Smith. If you look at the last two games, everything is within five six yards of the line of scrimmage. So get up close, jam the receivers, force them to hold the ball and make throws down the field to receivers outside of Terry McLaurin. And I think they would have a pretty decent shot uh, to win this game. Uh, One last thing on the Cowboys defense. Uh, You're starting to see a handful of guys play much better football, right? Yes. Leighton Van I I mean, I know he's been kind of battling back from the, the injury. It does look like he's starting to get, I don't know, back to the 2018 level, but at least to, you know, a competent linebacker play. Donovan Wilson's been, you know, he's been great. Alden Smith, you know, played pretty well in the last game. The Cowboys don't need superstar performances from everybody in this game to be successful. They just need, what, two, three, four big plays over the course of the game in order to win, correct? Yeah, and I think a lot of what's been happening at different points is people trying to play, you know, too much kind of hero ball. You know, just trying to make a play and forcing the issue too much. And and the, play, the guys on this team that are... Uh, the leaders and, and the stars on this defense, uh, you know, really trying to just make things happen too much and then and, and not, you know, doing their job. I think what, we, what you're seeing is not superstars playing better. I think it's the everyday kind of average player on this defense just playing more consistently, right? It's 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 Neville Gallimore sure, sure. Uh, playing a lot better football than he has previous weeks. It's uh, Antoine Woods being solid but not spectacular, and that's all we you know we needed from guys like that. And then you're getting good rotation from guys like Hamilton and and some of these other folks. Uh, and you know, and then like you said, I think the, the emergence of Donovan Wilson, you know, going making a, a, the safety position a a weakness into not I wouldn't say a strength, but I mean. I mean, I think the last three weeks, Donovan Wilson has been a strength of this defense. I, sure, I think that's sure. not exaggerating at all. So uh, I think, you know, things like that, raising the floor on this defense has been a, a, a good thing. Now, I still obviously after what we saw last last Sunday, I still think there is some pretty serious concern about what's happening at the cornerback position and, and, and coverage. Well, and, and I don't think it wasn't surprising with, with what happened with the Wuzier in this game, right? His first no, game back I, and going up against Justin Jefferson and Thielen. I mean, he actually was pretty close on a couple of plays. Just some yeah, good but he's still also coming back from yeah. an injury and, you know, hasn't played in a long time. So it's, it's not terribly surprising. And, and I think, you know, they, the Cowboys 
will probably get a little bit better there as the weeks go on and, and, and Cheeto kind of hopefully gets a little bit healthier. Uh, but I think that a lot of the, the question marks you had about the middle of this defense that were uh, very loudly being asked, you know, earlier in the season uh, have gone away because I think quietly some of the players down roster have, and whether it's, you know, figuring out the defense or whatever it is, I think that there's just much better um, symbio- symbiotic relationship between the coaches and the, and the players in deploying these players in the system in a way that actually you sure, know fits sure. what they do well. And I think that that's really been uh, a key uh, so far these last few weeks. How much better would you feel about the defense if I just told you it was Sean Lee and Leighton Van Der Eschko and the rest of the way at linebacker? I, you know, I, I would feel okay, but I still think that, I mean, there's a reason that Leighton Van Der Esch was also the guy that was being rotated out of the lineup as, as a, when Jalen Smith probably should have been too. You know, I, I think he's played better last week for sure, uh, but I think he still played more badly than he has good this season. So I, I still need more. more. I, I don't trust any of these these linebackers at any point in large doses. I, I, I really feel oh, see, like I trust Van Der Esch more than the other, three, the other two. Yeah, I, I haven't seen enough uh, uh, from him this year to kind of outdo some of the bad play I've seen. I, I, I think he's on his way. And I think I think the key is that he's tackling better yeah. than he was. The problem previous is that he's, he was terrible. He's had really – after his rookie season, which he was an incredible tackler, uh, I feel like the, the thing that has really fallen off since his injury and, and, and you know – since last season is is his tackling has just never caught up to where it was and i think he's getting back there and then that will lead him there but it, it, it hasn't quite gotten there i think it's there now i just want to see a couple more games sure. and if that's the case yeah i would definitely say that if he's continuing to play like he did the last two weeks he should be on the field all the time. i agree uh let's take a quick break so i can tell you guys about built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar out there it's hard to even explain it it's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, my personal favorite right now, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your first box. Again, that is BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, it's time to make our prediction for this game. Ugh. Hey, we were both we were both right last week. We yeah. both predicted the Cowboys yeah. would, would beat the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, tell us what's going to happen in this game. I, I think the Cowboys are going to win. Okay. I, I, think, I think that it's going to be kind of a low-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be very pretty. Uh, I, I think it's it's going to be, uh, you know, a, a lot a lot of running and then a lot of throwing near the end. I think that's where the Cowboys will end up winning it uh, because I do trust the Cowboys to throw the football better than I put, trust Washington to throw, throw the football. Uh, I'm going to go with 
24 to 21. I think kind of a lower scoring game. Uh, 24-21 Cowboys. They win with a last-minute short field. Jeez, you got a lot of faith in the Cowboys' defense. They can hold them to 21 points. It'd be like one of the best performances of the season. It's the opposite, honestly. It's well, I mean, not the opposite, but I, I have little faith in the Washington offense. Yeah, and I and I get that. You know, Washington's offense has been up and down the last couple of weeks. They only put up twenty against Cincinnati, and they've got a pretty bad defense. Uh, they put up twenty against the Giants a few weeks ago. I, I'm gonna. I think this is gonna be a really close game. I think these two teams are very even. Uh, I like. I probably like Washington's defense quite a bit more. Uh, I'm going to pick Washington to win, let's say 27 to 23. Again, I think this is going to be really close. Might come down to the last possession, um, but I feel like this is going to be a a fun game on Thanksgiving. And I'm really excited to see, just really quickly, Landon, before we go, how Mike McCarthy does in these games. Because we saw during the Jason Garrett era, the Cowboys were absolutely atrocious on Thanksgiving games, especially in the first half. Uh, they averaged under seven points per first half in under Jason Garrett. The off, and that's with you know a lot of good quarterbacks and good offenses. They just for whatever reason were never ready to play these games. They always came out flat. I'm curious to see what does Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore do here to make sure that the team gets off to a quick start. Uh, I think we'll learn a lot about the Cowboys in this game, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, one more thing before we go. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side? I mean, that that's really why we love oh, Thanksgiving. It, it, turkey's wow. all right, but it's the sides that we love. <sighs> stuffing is elite as far as I'm concerned. If you get good stuffing, because I think some people are making bad stuffing out there. It's too dry. sorry yeah. for you folks. Yeah. Um, uh, Parker House rolls are are, are mm. uh, something that's a, a staple here. Um, I, you know, sweet potato pie is delicious. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, honestly, all the sides are elite as far as I'm concerned. I mean, really, Thanksgiving is about sides. It, it, we spend a lot of time trying to get a, uh, a not very tasty bird to taste good through a, through a, through a whole series of different uh, methodologies. <laughs> But really, all of it just needs to be washed down with endless amounts of, of Thanksgiving. Yeah, sides. we've got to put a bunch of gravy on that turkey to make it edible. So yep. yeah, I think yeah. I think if you get mashed potatoes and you do them right, you get oh, some yeah. garlic in there, lots of butter, mm. some gravy on it. That's that's the the number one side for me. It's delicious. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, as always, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. Uh, you can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, we got a crossover show coming on Wednesday, and then we'll be back uh, later in the week to talk about the Cowboys game against Washington. We will see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.